0: episode 56 sealing the deal the deeper we go into the song of songs and the similarities are so relative to the new testament gospel with jesus teaching the disciples just as the beloved is teaching the shurmite maiden teaching the disciples as they follow Him, learning about feeding and getting fed, following Him, loving and serving, and of course, growing, maturing, and developing the intimate relationship of love with the Master. Hello, everyone. I'm Neil Parks, and welcome to the program. In the previous podcast, we spent some time talking about the gifts that God gives to His Bride and how important it is that we discern and use for His glory. This life that we are living in is, to say the least, but a millisecond in comparison to eternity and with that said, the urgency for growth and intimacy in knowing Him is vital. So today we're going to talk about sealing the deal. Here's the theme, if you will, of Psalm chapter 8, 5 through 7. God's commitment to supernaturally seal our heart with His fiery love. Uh, chapter 8, verse 6 says, Set me, Jesus, as a seal upon your heart. It Its flashes are flashes of fire. This is the pinnacle of the song and the new covenant. You find that in Hebrews 10, 16. The bride's journey begins with the kisses of God's word, song 1-2, and ends with a seal of fire on her heart. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, the word, song 1-2. Now, when we review the Song of Songs, it is an eight-chapter love song with two ways of interpretation. First, the natural interpretation. Now this describes the love story between King Solomon and his bride, the Shulamite maiden. It emphasizes biblical principles that honor the beauty of married love. The second, spiritual interpretation the love story between King Solomon and his bride, the Church. This is the interpretation that has been used the most in the past 3,000 years since it was written. Jesus spoke of himself in all the scriptures, including the song. To the Emmanuel's disciples, he went on explaining and interpreting to them in all the scriptures the things concerning and referring to himself luke 24:27 the holy spirit inspires all scripture 2 timothy 3:16 he is loyal to exalt jesus in all of scripture uh, look what uh, Gospel of John sixteen fourteen says: He will honor and glorify me, because he will take of what is mine, and will reveal or declare it to you. The con- context for understanding God's seal of fire is found in understanding the Father's commitment to bring forth an an internal companion for Jesus or a bride, equally yoked to him in voluntary love. Obedience to Jesus is mandatory, yet love is always voluntary. Philippians 2. 9 and 11. Jesus prayed that his people would love him in the way the Father loves him. He, Jesus says, I declare your name that the love with which you love me may be in them. That's John seventeen twenty-six. It takes God to love God, you might say. We need the Spirit's supernatural help to love God with all of our heart. The anointing to love God is the greatest gift that the Spirit imparts to a believer. The Holy Spirit is the all-consuming fire and the living flame that baptizes us with His fiery love. He will baptize you, who truly repent, with the Holy Spirit, and you who remain unrepented with fire. That's Luke three sixteen. Look what Paul says in Acts two three. There appeared to them tongues as as fire, and set on each side of them, God's seal is a flame of divine fire that cannot be quenched. Now in Psalm 8, verse 7, it says, many waters cannot quench love, nor can the floods drown it. In the ancient world, kings put a seal of wax on important documents. They encased them with wax, then stamped it with the king's signet ring. They were protected and authenticated by a royal seal. This wax seal spoke of the king's ownership, protection, and authority. It was backed up by all the power of his kingdom. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and as a result believed in him, were stamped with the seal of the promise, promised Holy Spirit, the one promised by Christ as owned and protected by God. That's Paul's writing in Ephesians 1.13. The cry of the bride's heart to the beloved is, let me never lose the room I have in your heart. Let your love to me be ensured as that effort which is sealed up not to be robbed. Let nothing ever prevail either to separate me from your love, or by suspending the communications of it to deprive me of the comfortable sense of it. You see, folks, love is a violent, vigorous passion. It is strong as death. The pains of a disappointed lover are like the pains of death. The pains of death are slighted and made nothing of in pursuit of the beloved object. Christ's love to us was strong as death, for it broke through death itself. He loved us and gave himself for us. The love of true believers to Christ is strong as death. For it makes them dead to everything else. As Paul says, I die daily. Let's pray. Father God, oh, we just want to lift you, lift you up, Father. You're so deserving of all the glory. We lift you up, Father God, around the world. To all those who proclaim your name, but also to all those who are desperately wicked and need you, Jesus. Father, I lift up all my listeners right now. I pray that the Holy Spirit would touch each one of their hearts and seal it with the fire that you bring. Lord Jesus, we Praise you and thank you, Father God, that we can be vessels that you will use to reach those that you are after. Father, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you. And we pray this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, that's it for today. Subscribe to the podcast at fillthelamp at yahoo.com. All one word, fillthelamp at yahoo.com. And for next, until next time, I'm Neil Parks.